Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, and welcome to Anime Real Talk, where we share our honest opinions on, you guessed it, anime, Japan, news, and much more. It doesn't matter if you're new to anime, if you're a casual, or a complete weeb. Join the conversation here. I'm Ross, and I'm joined by... Talha. And Ramin. So, what have you guys been watching recently? Uh, I've started on Great Pretender. Have you heard of it? Yeah, yeah, I have. It's on Netflix, right? Yeah, it's one of those Netflix shows that disappears out of nowhere. Uh, but this one seems pretty good, and I've watched the first few episodes. Um, okay. Showing it so far. And the animation oh, is amazing. Damn. Yeah, I, I've got it on my list, but I've just not gotten to watch it like properly yet, like sit down and watch it. So I, I might give it a go as well. You've been, you've been reading anything, Roman? Any manga? The main ones that I've been reading is Haiku, trying to finish that up. Um, okay. Attack on Titan, which is coming to an end. Yeah. Jujutsu Kaisen, One Piece. Those are the main ones that I'm mm. reading at the moment. Um, there's okay. nothing specifically new that I am reading. Maybe some old stuff that I'm going to start, like Prince of Tennis. Uh, Prince or, of Tennis is fire, man. Yeah, that, that one I started and then I stopped again. But I'm thinking of just going back from where I left off again. Yeah. And there's just a, cu- a couple bits and pieces that are like short stories that yeah. I read sometimes. So just about that. But yeah. other than the, that, I, I read Prince made. of Tennis. That was like one of the first manga I read. The, the art style is really, really unique. It's really cool. It's just like yeah. sports animes are really well drawn, I guess. And yeah, when they're really well drawn, you really enjoy them. Well, the reason I was asking what you guys are watching is because we had our first email. Oh, come great. Through. Hey. And um, we got it from Mo. Um, shout he out says, to Mo. Hi, Anime Real Yeah, shout out to Mo. <laughs> Thanks, Mo. Uh, he said, Hi, Anime Real Talk. I've been enjoying the podcast so far. It's nice to have an anime focused pod to listen to on my way to work. But I've got a few questions for you guys. 
Currently, I'm having difficulty watching anime because of my work schedule. I remember one of you binge watches with friends, but how do the others watch their anime? Um, I believe that was you, Tala, who said you binge watch the anime, right? Yeah, I binge watch it, but I don't binge watch it with my friends. I think the friends part is you. Yeah, I, I usually watch it with my friends. Yeah. It's it's cool. We'll go, we'll go into it. Um, he continues on to say, I'm not sure what anime to watch this season. Do you guys have any recommendations? Ooh. I've watched quite a lot of anime and in different genres, but I prefer a good story. Keep up the good work. Mo, a fellow Londoner. Uh, Thanks that's a lot, actually Mo, pretty nice. for sending in yeah. the email. Yeah. Thanks a lot for sending it. That's our first one. And the feedback. Yeah, we appreciate well. it. So, Ramen, let's start with you. How do you, how do you watch anime usually? Um... How do you make Not time for it legally. in your day? <laughs> <laughs> well, it just it just depends. It's mostly at the end of the end of the day once I've done all mm-hmm. my work because I'm not working part time right now. Uh, so yeah. I'm just at home all day. So I get to put in more time into my art, so into music and into my dissertation. Yeah. So I kind of section it into an eight hour shift. So that I'm doing okay. like eight hours of work, but on the dissertation. And then after that, once that's done yeah. around, say, six or seven mm-hmm. o'clock, that's when I start to rest. And whatever I do after okay. that just depends on yeah. my mood. If it's watching a movie, if it's watching anime, if it's playing a game, mainly Among Us these days. But yeah, that's, that's how I divide my time up for, for anime. Unless it's like a cheat day. And I just can't be asked to do anything mm. that day. I'm just super lazy. I just spend the re- the whole day yeah. maybe binging a whole, a whole anime series. Okay, it just depends. So you're either like you watch like an episode a night, or you just like wait until one day and you just watch everything. Yeah, it depends. It it depends on whether I'm, like, new to the anime or whether the anime is finished. If it's finished, then I try and just binge it on like a cheat day. Ah, uh, okay. And if it's Makes something sense. continuous like haiku to the top part two i think it's season four part two right that i like watch weekly yeah, yeah we know we know you love haikyuu and naps that's like the yes. standard <laughs> it's my standard procedure um, yeah you know what you i think um i'm probably similar uh i think when there's when there's something coming out weekly um i usually watch it weekly i like to kind of have the few animes that i have going on that are seasonal and that are coming out weekly. And then there's always one, um, this goes back to what Mo was saying about watching with friends. I think that was, that was me that mentioned that, but I always have one that's fully come out that I've saved specifically to have all the episodes. And then I watch it with my friends or my brother. Is is that because you find it easier to watch or it's just more entertaining? Well, it's like one of those things, right? Where it's, it's the same thing that you said, where you said you kind of binge it and you put it into like a a movie amount of anime. So if you put like four episodes, that's like an hour and a half. It's kind of like a movie. Um, So I think it's kind of like doing that. So I would normally watch a movie with my friends, but if there's an anime that's really interesting, I'll leave it and then um, save enough episodes to watch with them the amount of time it would take to, to see a movie. And then it keeps us watching anime, but at the same time, it takes up as much time as as a movie would, and it's as enjoyable as watching a movie. Yeah, fair true, enough. True. I think I'm pretty similar to that. Um, I kind of wait for anime to finish during the season, unless it's really yeah. good anime during that season. I'll keep up. I'll keep up to up to date with it. So, for example, mm-hmm. this season, Jujutsu Kaisen, 
I'm watching that yeah. every single week. Yep. So I know when it's so coming good, out. Man. So I'm watching it. Um, but for the majority of the time, I kind of wait till it's all out. And like mm-hmm. you said, um, most anime are around 12 episodes long. Yeah. So it's yeah. around four hours. So I just watch it across like maybe two or three days and treat it like yeah. a film and just watch like two hours straight. Um, if I don't get time for like two hours straight, I'll basically watch like maybe one or two um, anime per night or yeah. uh, just episodes. And recently I've got like a tablet. So, mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, you got the Amazon Fire. Right? Yeah, it's pretty good. Like it was a prime day sale, right? So I got it. Yeah. Um, nice, and I just watch nice. like some anime on there like in bed. Uh, maybe okay. just like t- 20 minutes before I'm, go- I'm going to bed and it's like super comfortable um, yeah. so yeah I can keep up with all the anime that I need to watch that way yeah I didn't even think about talking about how I actually watch it um, yeah I, 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 I usually use my tablet as well I've got an iPad I usually like download anime on there I was so happy when Crunchyroll upgraded their membership plan to have downloads <laughs> not, that, not that I'm going anywhere right now so I don't really need to download yeah. it but in the future. Um, actually, when I was working, I used to watch anime. Uh, I wouldn't watch it when I actually got home. I would watch it on the tube when I was commuting because my commute uh, was 40 minutes or it was about like 43 minutes with like three minutes walking to change trains. So I would watch one episode, change trains, watch another episode. And I had to be so on time to actually fit the whole episode in because if I was like two minutes late, that's like two minutes that I'd have to watch in the next train, which would mean that by the time I got to my workplace, I'd still have like two, three minutes left of the <laughs> second one. So yeah. I was so anal about like immediately just opening my phone and just watching what I downloaded. Yeah, I, I know that feel because I basically download Jojo uh, from Netflix uh, on my phone. And I feel yeah. like Jojo is the perfect kind of anime you can just watch on the fly and on the go. You don't really need to yeah. focus too much because it, it's mm-hmm. pretty crazy what's going on inside the anime. So I downloaded yeah. a few of the Jojo episodes onto my phone already beforehand on Netflix. Um, mm. And then wherever I'm going, like it's 20 minutes. So if my journey is like 40 minutes, I'll just watch one episode. And that's like an extra yeah. e- episode of, during the day. <laughs> I think um, something else that I might start doing is like, Watching watching anime while I take a shit. <laughs> because if you think about <laughs> how long it, do you if take? you break, Wait, well, how long is it, dude? No, no, not not like, not like the whole anime. But I mean, if you broke it up over a few days, you could probably fit in a couple episodes a week just by doing that. Oh, I don't know, man. I just feel uncomfortable. Wait, like, <laughs> you you mean sitting and watching and then pausing it and then rewatching it again, or like watching it while you're doing it? And then carrying it I don't on know. afterwards. He's gonna hear like how, how would the process be? One on the toilet. <laughs> just just having just having a thought process now, like that's time that you're wasting, right? You're not doing anything while you're just sat there. Well, if you're struggling to fit, you're like, emptying your bowels. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's <laughs> I just, true. I just I just don't know how. Would you carry on after, or would you start? And yeah, no, you'd go. save it. It would just be like you you should ha- you should just have a series that you watch when you're shitting, and it's just the shit series and you just pause it and you don't watch it until the next time you take a shit up to you uh, to be honest it's so could inconsistent <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't know how that would idea. work it is uh, an, idea. an idea, idea. The, the only the only thing that i i guess do is read because it, yeah, it okay i'll put it like no this do you read when you take a shit yeah because there's no such okay thing well there as, we go <laughs> it's not as in, but it's not as you're so shy about that it's like yeah <laughs> it's, not, it's not as it's i'm not shy about it because people know that i friends know that i read manga when i'm in the toilet but um it's not as inconsistent as watching a 
animated series or a film because yeah, you're I just guess. pausing every say five to ten minutes right and if yeah, you're well, let's say it's really ten minutes that's half that. an episode right still 10 minutes is half an episode there you go like you watch half an episode you save half an episode for the next time you take a shit that's the whole next day <laughs> oh, that's <crazy>. <laughs> <laughs> that Yo, I, so I just thought weird. of something really know. funny yeah. So one of my mates, right, when his ramen is, I'm pretty sure you'll know who this is, right? But when we go out, okay, uh, we go like partying, like w- when we could go out, right? Um, and we go to like a club. Um, and when he'd get wasted, he'd basically just go to the toilet and he'd lock himself in the toilet. And numerous times, uh-huh. like we've found him in the toilet. And when, when, okay. when he opens the store, he's basically reading manga. Wasted. Of course I know who well, that is. Well, when he's wasted in, in the club. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've seen what that firsthand. And, and he, he, he doesn't want to leave multiple times. <laughs> well, he wants to finish the chapter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what a legend. Yeah. This is what I'm talking about, man. You just make time. Bathroom time. There you go. He's yeah. reading it, though. Let's keep it PG, though. <laughs> keep Bathroom's the bathroom time pretty PG. PG, right? Oh, yeah. Well, it depends what you're doing in there. Yeah, so on, on the email, I think there was a second part, right? Yeah, let's go back to the email. Let's, <laughs> let's stay away from this topic now. Yeah, so so his his other topic. So other than fi- how you find time in a work day to watch anime, mm. uh, also none of us have said lunch breaks. I know all of us watch anime oh, on yeah. lunch breaks. Sometimes, yeah, if I get time. A re- regular answer. There's your regular answer of how to fit it into your work day. Just watch it while you eat. Well, um, now that we're now yeah, that we're rest- at home, yeah. But when I wasn't at home, yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't usually do it if I was working. Oh, I would still do it. I would just put my headphones on, and be like, or don't if, talk if to I'm me. I'm at, eating. If I'm at uni, I'd rather just chill out with my friends and play games uh, okay fair. yeah yeah that's true when you're at uni you just want to yeah. hang out yeah um but yeah you're right Tala. The, the the rest of the email asks about what seasonal anime currently have a good story so uh are you guys watching any seasonal anime right now yes probably just jujitsu kaisen um, okay. but i have like a lot of a lot of them on my list which i kind of know about um, so I could recommend a few there. How about you, Raman? Yeah, Jujutsu Kaisen Haikyuu. and Haikyuu to the top part oh, okay. two. Those are the two main See? ones that I'm watching. There is a couple that are on my list to watch that I can mention. I haven't watched them yet, nor have I read the mangas for them. So I'm not 100% sure how they are. But the stories of those, like the synopsis and the trailers, look pretty pretty good for me. And they're kind of my oh, style. So do I you guys actually them. watch trailers? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. I don't often watch like series trailers. I usually just watch like anime movie trailers. So that's interesting that you guys um, talk about trailers. Uh, Tali, you've mentioned watching trailers or a trailer looks good for something before. Yeah. And I never, like I've never done that. I've never I, watched trailers. I think trailers. it's because sometimes the synopsis is very vague or it sounds too uh, good to be true. So then I'd true. like to watch the trailer and see if it's actually worth it. But I think I mentioned before as well, like if the anime has like a couple episodes already out, I will kind of just go to a random scene in a random episode and just watch it oh, for like yeah, two minutes and see if it's my vibe. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely couldn't do that, but... Um, yeah, no, I can't... Their own. I cannot jump into, like, dive in and pierce at a random time of something that I haven't watched <laughs> yeah. to, to ga- grasp the idea of whether I like it. It's I <laughs> like it upset. from the beginning or not. That's it. But to, to be honest, I'd, right, I kind of forget about what I saw 
And then when I'm watching the anime, you're weird, bro. I, I, I remember it. I'm like, oh, wait, I've actually seen this part before. You're actually <laughs> How weird. How do you, you forget that? <laughs> bro, what is this goldfish memory technique? It's not good for you, yeah, man. For real. To, to be honest, right, with, with anime, sometimes like, I forget like what happens inside of it. Like, after, okay. like, potentially, you like, a year You might want to get a years. checkup or something. <laughs> or, 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 are you, are you saying you remember it? every single anime from start to finish that you've watched? If I if it's uh, recent, I mean, yeah. The general idea, If yeah. it's recent, yeah. yeah. Like, I could tell you every single thing that happened in Jujutsu Kaisen. But I'm saying, because, you yeah. know, we've, we've, we've watched anime for quite a long time. I couldn't tell you, like, every single thing that happened, like, in the, I don't know, like, um, potentially Code Geass. In, in the last season. Okay, what happened? Code Geass episode 17, minute five. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's not the Some, kind someone, of like someone sent us an email. memory thing <laughs> that I'm talking about, you know. But then there's also the aspect of spoilers. What if you click on a number and you just spoil yeah, that's like what a I'm major saying. plot? And then nah, I'm just like, man. oh shit, oh shit, not. oh shit. <laughs> there's just no but imagine, point imagine in me you clicked it. in and someone uh, died, like, and, mm-hmm. and then you go through the rest of that series knowing that that guy died. Then I probably just like watch two other anime. So that you forget. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You've got an okay, interesting okay. technique there. Yeah. Go ahead, Roman. All right. All right. What about you guys? What about you, Russ? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm watching... I'm, I've started a couple seasonal ones that I've been interested in. I mean, obviously, we all are watching Jujutsu Kaisen's like super hyped for this season. Um, yeah. I think most people are watching that. Uh, but... I've got a couple on my on my list that I'm watching um, that I think you guys may or may not have heard of. I think mm-hmm. I'll probably start with the one um, that has the best quote-unquote story because that kind of ties into what Mo's asking a question about. And if you guys have a few, let's just keep it to the best story first. Yeah. Um, and then you can talk about some other interesting options that you have. So yeah. mine for a really strong story would probably be Akadama Drive. Oh, I've it's got that on my list as well. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks really good, man. And the first episode was really, really interesting. Um, it starts off as a like pseudo heist um, anime, and basically, the the um, synopsis, if you will, is that uh, Japan has had uh, a war that pitted the Kanto and Kansai regions against each other, and this has mm-hmm. divided the country. And um, in the country they've started to have like a police government and that has then started to lose control and um, they're losing control to these uh, like villains, not like villains, criminals is the right word right. that I'm looking for. So there's these group of criminals and they're called the Akudama. So mm-hmm. in the first episode, there's a there's kind of a heist. I mean, I don't know if I'm spoiling this for anyone. I guess don't listen to me if, if you want to watch it. Uh, I, I think it's definitely worth watching. The... Okay, I'll start. I'll start without spoiling anything. So, yeah. the actual the actual anime setting is really cool. It's uh, kind of steampunky, sci-fi, futuristic. Blade Runner, Ghost in the Shell, Akira, floating hologram signs. Um, but yeah. then it's got like blimps in it. It's got um, a weird electric motorbike. It's got some some really interesting aspects. Um, and I think that they did a really good job animating the backgrounds of a lot of the scenes and the way that they designed the overall feel of the world that we, that you're in you feel like it's very kind of again steampunky futuristic and yeah. i think that the way they animated 
the cut scene between scenes specifically is amazing. It, they really do the cut scene super well. And that's mm-hmm. something I picked up on on the second cut scene. I was like, oh, damn, their cut scenes are really, really well animated. Yeah. So watch out for that. If you watch the first episode, I think you'll notice it's, it's done really well. And the other thing that I noticed that was really good was the music. Um, this is the first anime that I've seen in a while where I've watched the first episode and thought like, oh, damn, the music is really good throughout the whole episode. They've got a good like mishmash of different styles. Um, there's like a bit of jazz thrown in there, a bit of like rock, um, that type of thing. Like obviously the regular kind of movie soundtrack that you would get going on during a fight scene. Um, but I think they did a really good job. And I think the character design, while it's um, some of them are a bit cliche, I think the actual way that the drawings are done or the actual way that the characters look do you know is, who drew uh, it? it's quite unique i don't actually know who drew it but i do know who animated it so um, I, when, when i was researching this one as well yeah. i looked into it um okay do you know dongan rompa i do not the manga or I've the anime of, but it was not. like a popular one potentially like earlier in this decade like 2015 2016 and it's kind of like a psychological um, oh, I do know it. I just didn't know the name. I've seen that bear. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know the, the it's, like, it's the black and white bear. There's yeah, lots of like trials no, that the kids it. have to go through and figure out like what's happening. So the Dongaropa ah. creator actually made the story concept for this. So um, like it, it has a lot of psychopath vibes, I would say. Um, yeah, for sure. And also, you know, the cyberpunk element. But it's a yeah. heist anime as well, right? Because I saw that yeah, while yeah. I was watching a bit of the trailer. Um, and the main characters are essentially these uh, killers slash super criminals <laughs> yeah well one of them isn't one of them got like caught for fraud because she didn't pay with a 500 yen coin that belonged <laughs> to someone else so it's, it's definitely got some curveballs in there um yeah, but yeah it looks it looks really good i'm really have, i'm really interested this doesn't have a manga to it from what i know right this is just an original I, I, i'm not i'm not sure because I tried to look for a manga, but I don't think this has a manga to it. It's just an original anime. So oh, okay. Like straight from storyboard, well, I mean, it's gone into an anime rather than to books. They've got a strong studio to animate it, so that makes sense to me. Um, yeah. They've got Studio Perot, um, P-I-E-R-R-O-T. I never oh, really yeah. knew how to say that. it. Um, it, it. But it's the studio that's done like Naruto, Tokyo Ghoul, Bleach... Black Clover, Great Teacher mm-hmm. on Izuka. It's done like so many good ones. So um, no qualms at all about the animation. It's done super well. Mm-hmm. Um, but l- let's hear you guys for best story. What do you have going on? What are you watching that you'd say is the best story so far of the first, Robin, s- first episode? Yeah, um, well, obviously, since we've talked about Jujutsu Kaisen, that's definitely a recommend. And we've also talked about it on episode four yeah. as well. So you know that this is something that you can't go wrong with since we've talked yeah. about it so much. But um, one that came out recently, I believe it was this month, that's on my list, is called Yukoku no Moriarty or Moriarty the Patriot. Okay. That came out this fall. And that's mainly because I of the detective. It's mainly because of the detective aspects and because yeah. I love the Sherlock Holmes universe. And it's also yeah. just really great to see an animated series on Sherlock Holmes' biggest nemesis, but see Moriarty's yeah, 
Yeah, but see, like, Moriarty's perspective on things rather than him being the enemy that is portrayed. But this anime is kind of showing him and his side of the story of how he is actually portrayed as the hero, as the patriot in the anime. Oh, no way. Yeah, and I haven't read the manga, and I'm pretty sure the manga is pretty good as well. And this was produced by Production IG, so you know you're going to get quality from it. For sure. Yeah. It sounds like a good story. And if it's definitely like Sherlock Holmes based, Moriarty based, it'll have a lot of yeah, twists and turns, I think. It's it's based on like na- 19th century British Empire becoming the global power mm-hmm. and due to like strict cl- class stratification, average citizens having little chance to become successful and those kinds mm-hmm. of things and how James Moriarty, a high scholar of like a yeah. really powerful household is kind of trying to dismantle that kind of uh global like classist structure in britain kind of thing and it's pretty cool it's nice to see moriarty getting some love man um i i loved his character uh in the actual sherlock tv show yes his character such is a good, so amazing such a good character yeah it's really creepy to be honest <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he, he yeah, he's, he's a bit a cre- he's portrayed very creepily in like the film, the Sherlock Holmes films with Robert Downey Jr. as well as the um, mm. Sherlock TV series. But I think in the anime TV series, they just put a new spin on Arthur, Arthur Conan Doyle's um, character, mm. and they yeah, make he's probably like the cool the hotshot, you know, main character. He looks pretty Always cool. I watched the trailer. And he looks yeah, yeah, it looks good. Really cool. Yeah, so I'd, I'd, I'd recommend he's that. He's normally portrayed as being psychotic, isn't he? He's yeah, like very like cynical. A bit of a, yeah, yeah. He's doing so the good thing in a bad way. Do. He's trying to do good for humanity in a bad way. He, that's how he's usually portrayed. But yeah. I think in this I'm one he'll be a bit different. But yeah, it's definitely what a does recommend. What he look like? Me. He's got blonde hair in this. He just looks like a very ah. handsome man. Okay. Handsome young man. I mean, it's anime, I'd, so. I'd, I'd never envision him with blonde hair, to be honest. I I always thought... Everywhere he was portrayed, he had either... Re, he had really dark brown hair. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. He was never blonde in any... In any, any other, like, portrayal of Moriarty. But this one, he's blonde, so... It's a, it's a spin on it, so... Yeah, it'll yeah. be interesting Definitely to watch. Definitely a spin. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah. So um, I have around three or four, but I'm going to quickly talk about them. I won't spend too much time. <laughs> Teller was legit like, it's good, shut up, let me speak. <laughs> He's got too I've many got a really good one to talk about. I've got four many. to speak on. So um, uh, I think the first one I'm going to talk about, it probably will sound really bad, but it sounds interesting, okay? So the okay. English name for it is Sleepy Princess in the Demon Castle. <laughs> You are okay. okay. I, I've he- I've heard the What's title, yeah. but I just ignored it. <laughs> Sleeping princess yeah, the in title. the demon castle. Okay, and um, basically, it kind of it's kind of like a spin from like normal generic anime where like the princess always gets taken by the demon king. So the anime actually focuses when the princess has been captured by the demon king, and what does the princess actually do? Okay, so um, okay. essentially, she's trying to sleep, right? So she she can't sleep in in the demon castle because there's so many monsters around. There's always some kind of chaos going around. So it's her, the anime is basically all about her trying to grab sleep um, in in the (laughs) middle of all this like crazy demon castle, like whatever's happening. 
And um, she she's basically a narcoleptic, um, and she's quite murderous in her attempt to kind of get enough sleep. So it's it's mm. a bit more on like the comedy side of things, but also a bit of like yeah. a spin on your generic kind of um, hero goes to rescue princess uh, mm-hmm. type anime. It was sounding more like a comedy, like more yeah, yeah, more exactly. like psyche K. Yeah, so if you want something world. a bit more relaxed, this could be it. Um, okay. Yeah, the second one that I was going to talk about is one called Talentless Nana. So I didn't actually hear about this one before, but uh, I heard I, about it. Okay. Um, did did you hear about it for like through, through friends or like online? Reddit. So that uh, people have been talking about it on Reddit quite a bit. Oh, okay. And I think like rightfully so. It, it's like the way that I heard it being described to me is a psychological version of My Hero Academia. Right. Yeah. So there's a world that exists with talents, and it's a school that's obviously training in talents, and they're fighting these like hidden monsters which they can't normally see. So any person could essentially be a killer because they don't know what the hidden mm. monsters are. Um, so it's kind of like Among Us <laughs> in a way because you don't really <laughs> know who to trust uh, right. in, the, in the main characters. Um, but there's apparently like a lot of big secrets that get revealed, especially about the main character, and it takes mm. quite a few big turns. Um, and I and I actually found out what one of those turns was, and I was like, okay, I'm actually gonna go and watch this anime. Normally, I wouldn't really watch this kind of thing, but once I heard out, heard about what it was, um, I was like, yep, I'm gonna watch it. So how did you hear about it? Did you skip to a random part and you <laughs> you saw yeah. the turn, or did you actually <laughs> just read about it? So um, I was actually just looking like uh, across the different um, animes that were released. And mm-hmm. uh, I was like, oh, this one sounds a bit weird. And then I yeah. just kind of researched about it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to put it on my list. Um, the third the third one I'm going to talk about is Dragon Quest. So there's a new Dragon Quest anime oh, coming. Oh, bro, I've been excited for this one. Yeah, yeah. Heard about that. I feel like this is probably like the perfect kind of cozy fun good times kind of anime where you can just like have positive vibes from um so obviously it's about a hero it's right. set in the dragon quest realm and the and it's got yeah. a similar art style so it's a uh, very you know quirky and adorable uh, it's got this kind of like timeless charm to it where all the scenes all the monsters will look good but essentially it's about a hero who's living with the demons or, or like the monsters in this case and he's been raised by the monsters and um, he's living on like a separate island. And what happens is more adventurers keep coming to the island and they start attacking. So he needs to find out like a way to kind of protect mm. the monsters who helped him and like essentially looked after him all his life and against the okay. humans mm-hmm. who are kind of like essentially attacking. Um, obviously, there's like a few uh, demon kings, like first the hero scenarios, etc. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think it will be a really cute, really fun easy to watch anime yeah yeah i think that's an interesting point because it's obviously a toriyama work because he animates or he draws all of the dragon quest characters so it's mm. funny that you say cute because sometimes there are very cute characters yeah, in the slime you know dragon ball z yeah. yeah yeah so so the slimes are super cute um the pig from dragon ball that character oolong he's really yeah. cute uh, when he's not huge, but uh, yeah, he he can definitely draw very cute characters and very menacing characters. Yeah. I think well, not like mm. not not menacing in uh, a horror kind of way, but you you can you can see from some of the enemies in Dragon Ball Z that he's good at making yeah. a villain. And um, I think two more anime that I'd probably let Mo kind of research and kind of um, at least I'm putting it on his radar 
is a mm. Ikebukuro Westgate Park, which is more about crimes and criminal activity oh, and gang that. wars. It looks pretty good. Oh, it has okay. a movie as well that came out in Japan. I'm not really sure how good the movie was, but apparently this is kind of, um, it's very looked forward to. And the second mm. one is I'm Standing on a Million Lives or 100 Man No Inochi No Une Ori oh, bro, Is this the Isekai one? Yeah, I think it's a Isekai because he gets transported into like a game-like yeah. world. Um, I've I heard, heard about it wasn't I've seen very that. good. Uh, I've wasn't seen very bits good. of it. it yeah. Okay. Yeah. Doesn't Not so good. I think as it's appealing. I think it's just a cliche one, you know. It's just like everything's in isekai now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think it doesn't do a good job of. Um, I was hoping it'd like be standing good. out. I was hoping it'd be good. Okay. But uh, if it's not, then yeah, just scrap that one. From it's what I've heard, I mean, you can you can make your own opinion, but from what I heard, it's just kind of trying to be, trying to be different, but it's not yeah. at all. He doesn't <laughs> have the typical like powers, right? In this. Oh, okay. Well, that might be different then. Oh, I don't know if it's exactly this one, but I'm I'm assuming it's this one where he gets transported with, I think, three other girls who are his friends into another world. And he doesn't have... He's a farmer in the, in the anime. But the three other girls have powers. I'm assuming this is that one. Or the, or uh, I thought he was a it was like a middle school third year who gets transported. No, no, yeah, no. In 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 the isekai, school, in the isekai, he's a farmer. Is what I'm saying. Like oh, oh really? In the what in the other world is a farmer, so he's not a hero <laughs> in that world. <laughs> okay, that's why he okay, has that enough. million lives. He dies a lot. <laughs> it's that's like what I got from like the trailer, <laughs> okay. and I saw it circulating it, in my Instagram feed as well a little bit, like scenes of it. It's, it looked pretty okay, fun, I but I just don't know how, where it's going to go. Yeah, mm. I guess I'd have to watch it to see yeah. where, it, where it would go. Um, I just wanted to quickly say these ones are definitely not for Mo, but uh, these ones sounded interesting. Um, and I've been watching them. So one is Iwa Kakaru, Sport Climbing Girls. Have you guys heard of it? Oh, I uh, saw the, no. the thing on my anime list of it coming out this fall. Yeah. I don't know how good yeah, it is. I haven't it read up on it, so I'm not sure. So it surprised me. Um, I thought when I first saw it, I, the thing was, uh, first of all, I hadn't seen the full name, so I wasn't 100% sure whether it was all girls or not. I'd just seen some of the pictures that people had taken and some of the posters that people had taken, but I hadn't seen the actual full name for some reason. I don't know why. So I didn't yeah. realize it was an all-girl climbing anime. But um, the first episode was quite interesting. It's like definitely piqued my interest i'll definitely watch more of it in what but, way uh <laughs> so i don't know it's this just guy, it's one of those things it's like when haikyuu first came out there wasn't a volleyball anime it's like it was the first mm. of its kind and yeah. i think this is one of those other sports animes that and, and like prince of tennis it's another one of these sports animes that's drawing attention to um something other than basketball or football or baseball like the the mm. most played sports um, right, especially right. in Japan. And I think it's quite interesting the way that they're explaining how competitive climbing works. Um, the main character is also quite interesting um, because she likes puzzles. And when she looks at the rock climbing wall, it's like a puzzle to her. But don't get That's me wrong, there's cool. definitely weird fan service bits and pieces oh, yeah, that are imagine. thrown in. But it's not, it's not that bad. So it's more like um, they've chosen a provocative angle to like show her climbing or something. Do you know what I mean? It's not like they're right. having her fall over and something happens or <laughs> it's not, it's not classic 
fan service. Um, yeah, yeah. Which is nice because I was hoping it was going to be more centered around the actual sport rather than just the girls yeah, themselves. That would, um, that would kind of take away from the purpose of it being a sports anime or a sports manga. Yeah, exactly. It would just exactly. kind of ruin the um, whole point. Yeah. And I think it's also interesting because it's come from a studio called Blade, which I hadn't heard of before looking this up. But they had another anime that sounded really interesting called Cheating Craft. And basically... Cheating Craft? Um, yeah, so this, this studio hasn't made much of its own anime from what I've seen. I think mm -hmm. they made in total about seven plus. But uh, they have helped other studios make anime. So they worked on Fairy Tale and... Um, some other big ones like Sword Art Online. So it's uh, like doing a support studio. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But they had they had something called Cheating Craft, which <laughs> made me laugh. And basically, the idea of that anime is that it's a world where academic success decides your entire future. So the exam room is a ruthless <laughs> battlefield, and basically, it's about all these people cheating exams. What the I hell? That's that, that sick. sounded super funny. So that I've got like no idea sick. what it's like. I don't know if it's good. I have no idea, but it came out in 2016 and I think I have to watch it. It sounds interesting. Like they might find creative might ways binge. to try to cheat. Yeah, exactly. It might be It might be good. A good binge, um, you know. Yeah, and then another weird one. So, the, so sports climbing is obviously a bit weird. The other weird one that I found was, um, it's called Hypnosis Mike Division Rap Battle. So I don't know if you guys heard about oh, it. It just sounds shit to be honest. It's not on, <laughs> no, no, no. It's on the list so, for four, like right? three different things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, 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 it's four episodes have come out already. I've watched um, the first one, uh, and it was it. It also piqued my interest. I didn't think that there could be an anime made about rap. I never thought that that would happen, but they've done it, and it's interesting cool. the way that they've done it. So it's not actually about. Well, it's about rap, but essentially, what happens is in the first ten seconds, you see that. The government in Japan has taken over and uh, a woman takes it over and she says women will rule the world now or rule Japan now. I can't remember exactly what she says, <laughs> but she says that all weapons will become illegal. So they destroy all weapons and all battles must be fought with a hypnosis mic. <laughs> what? what? So okay. it's called the hypnosis okay. mic and then they basically, everyone fights by having rap battles. <laughs> so cool, in the first actually. episode... Yeah, it is cool. Yeah. And they hit they hit quite a lot of uh, popular genres of rap in the first episode. So there's one guy that raps over a lo-fi beat. There's um, like a trio that are quite, I'd say, new school. But there's there's no like auto-tune or anything. There's they're just their way, their flow is quite new school. There's a right. guy who's very, very old school with boom bap beats going on. Hmm. Um, and then there's, I, I don't know, it's kind of like a flow changing rapper it was it was interesting the way that they'd done it and a lot of kind the of people that yeah exactly and and it was interesting because they had some as groups and some as single people so i think that one could be really interesting and i think it's worth watching the first episode because i i just never imagined anything like that would ever you, be made do you think right that it's one of those animes which you just watch and then you forget about or it's going to be one of those anime which uh, you can watch over and over or something that you always kind of remember I think if you like Japanese rap or if you speak Japanese, it will probably be a lot better than just mm. listening to the random words because obviously it doesn't make sense to me most of the time. <laughs> um, but I think if you if you did like that genre of music or you like 
spoke the language fully, um, it, it would be very good. Uh, yeah. And I think you could probably look back on the songs and enjoy them. Yeah. But for me, I just think it's more of a bit of fun and more in, something that I never thought I'd see. In my opinion, if they do it well enough or if they pull it off really well, they'd be able to get like a long lasting kind of fandom for the, say, OST of that anime. So mm. if they do like good enough songs that have good production value and are good enough to be released into the music market, they'd be able to have a longer lasting impression on yeah. and a fandom of it yeah, yeah. in a new sense. Because you know how Haikyuu and anime like these have a big fandom mm. and they have yeah. shows where they have the voice actors just reading out a new script for the fans in, yeah. the, in the theater shows or in the fan fests. Kind of like that where they would have concerts yeah. with the with the voice actors who are potentially, I'm guessing, actual rappers or have some yeah, kind I, of musical I, I knowledge. Yeah, you know? I didn't look it up, but they're, they're, they make decent raps. So when I was listening, I was kind of shocked that they actually sounded decent. So they might be real rappers or people that had a rap career that didn't work out. I don't know. I'd have to look yeah. into it, but or I just thought I'd bring it up some, to you guys. Or some, some type of like musical background, you know? I think if yeah, they pull exactly. it off There's really well, they'd be able to do a lot with it. Because it, yeah. it just really seems like it's the first of something that I've heard like this before. Yeah. Specifically it's, it's, on rap. Super, super unique. Super oh unique, yeah. that's for sure. Um, I wanted to talk to you guys about Mugen Train. Oh, oh the, the, okay. the new movie. The yeah, the Demon Slayer one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that's a good point to bring up as well yeah, for something yeah. that's coming out. Um, so it's like the Demon Slayer new movie, right? And it's been doing amazingly well in Tokyo right now, in Japan. Um, okay. I think it's broken like $95 million in 10 days. Oh, okay. So Pretty it's been good. smashing the records. And I think it actually holds a record for like the best opening weekend um, at the Japanese box office. There was a Wait, is this in the cinema? Yeah, in the cinema. So they had it like, you know, socially distanced and whatever. Um, Whoa. But apparently 8 million people went to watch it. That's crazy. I mean, do you guys remember when we went to go see Akira? There were definitely not that many people watching nope. that film with us. I can't I can't believe that eight mil they did they did that much in revenue. Yeah, exactly. in the opening week. I think it's also because, you know, different kind of circumstances. Um they are, yeah. they are much better. And also uh, Mugen Train and Demon Slayer is like a very, very hyped kind of looked forward to this year anime. Whereas yeah. when we went to go mm. watch Akira, Akira was like a four K H D remaster. And um yeah. I think that was like the last time we went to cinema, right? That yeah. was that was the last time because the we went the on cinema the last closed. Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we went on the day before Cineworld closed. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like Akira is a very highly complex film with so many yeah. different meanings, and I, I don't think we can probably cover all of those different meanings. But I think for the for the like director to kind of think of this story um, in the eighties and nineties is absolutely insane. So this was like an yeah. anime before Evangelion, before Dragon Ball. The imagination of the director was just on another level. I think he was definitely yeah, on something sure. <laughs> to make something. The only well, thing I mean, it the only thing is, I, I, slightly disagree with your point because eighties back in Japan was considered the golden era of anime. So that oh, yeah, specific idea of the destruction of Tokyo and stuff—it's not the most say 
from from what I've read and from what I've seen, it's not the most new thing or something completely brand new. I think new. when it well, I think when it came out, it was pretty new. I mean, it speaks volumes that we went to go watch a rem- a 4K remaster in 2020. Yeah. When it came out in 1980. Oh no, I'm know, not saying that it was a bad thing. Right? I'm not saying yeah. anything bad about it. I'm just saying it's not s- complete because I think that there was stories in the 80s. Because the 70s wasn't super big for Japanese anime. Yeah, that, that even domestically. Yeah. Uh, I think but it's interesting in the 80s, that you've... there was yeah. more than 200 anime movies that came out. Oh yeah. So a no drastic way. change between the 70s and the 80s. So that that there must have been a lot of movies, and I'm sure that there. I th- I do believe that there was a quite a few with the same type of theme. Of yeah. destruction and coming out of destruction, kind of thing. But definitely yeah, well, a I great mean, movie of what else was definitely incorporated influenced in the movie. by World War Two, right? One hundred percent. Yeah, the yeah. forty-five. Yeah, I think the anime kind of it influenced the West to kind of get. Well, it, it didn't really influence, but it got really, it got the West involved in anime quite a lot. Like you said, right? It opened its eyes to anime. Golden age of yeah. anime, in a way, and like a bit of a history lesson here is. Japan in the 1918s was like soaring, so they had more disposable yeah. income. Um, obviously, their economy was going up; it was surging mm-hmm. a lot. Um, so they had a lot, a lot more money to kind of focus on entertainment, and they kind yeah. of put that into animation. And you're right; in the 1970s, there was like 49 anime films that were made, and in the 1980s, that jumped up to like 220. And I think the most important thing here, right, is that there was no generic anime tropes being followed it was just imagination and creativity something unique they weren't specifically pandering to audiences like like they do these Hmm. these days so a lot of like masterpieces were being made um like you know grave of the fireflies my neighbor totoro like and so many more it was Mm. there was no target audience it was to everyone there was a mix of adult life in the animes there's a mix of just everything so it's ca- it wasn't yeah, catered to say shonen or shoujo or, or this and that it was catered to pretty much everyone from every walk of life because the 80s as you were saying disposable income was very high for the japanese economy a lot of artists and animators that did weren't able to really push themselves or get themselves out there were now able to do it because of the extra money that the economy was bringing in. So the surge in people who were already animators, but they were 30, they were a bit older, were able to come out. Mm, And obviously now we get young, more younger animators. Then it was pretty much the older generation who were the new thing Mm, because they they just didn't have a chance before. Yeah. And for Akira specifically, um, the budget was like 11 billion yen, which was like unheard of in those times. Yeah. So that kind of translates to about uh, $9 million or probably around eight, seven, uh, 7 million or 8 million uh, pounds. And um, a lot of production companies actually came together to make it. Yeah, it was a collaborative um, work. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And because it was a collaborative work, right, the animation quality was amazing at the time. Um, the movement yeah. was so much more fluid. The amount of detail in every single scene was amazing as well. I remember watching yeah. it and there was a scene where Tetsuo's arm kind of rebuilds um, from yeah, like a yeah. robot machine thing. And you could literally see every single part um, like explode and then come back together. Yeah. 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 And uh, did, did you, did you guys hear about... 
Um, yeah, go on. Yeah, no, I was going to say it's because of the budget, because of the massive budget that they had, they were able to animate in... Because back then they drew, hand-drew the animations. Yeah, they so drew they didn't everything, have, yeah. yeah. They didn't have all the the computerized, the computers to be able to do the heavy lifting of the anime. Yeah. So they had a yeah. lot more budget and a lot more time to be able to spend yeah. on drawing uh, frames in ones. So there was 12, yeah. uh, I think there was 12 drawings in like, a second or 24 drawings per second for per frame yeah, yeah. in every scene so imagine like wow. the, how many how many drawings they had to do for just like a 10 second short clip of the anime actually if anyone wants to do uh an interesting bit of research there's quite a lot of debate about the 12 second 24 second 160,000 images thing so if you Fancy going down a rabbit hole, you can search up um, Akira images or, or Akira image count or Akima, Akira mm -hmm. frames per second count. Yeah. And yeah. it's quite interesting to look into that, but it's going to take ages and people still don't know the answer today. So I'm not going to debate it too much, oh. but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there's there's quite a lot of debate about the fluidity and the amount of images it took to make that movie, mm -hmm. which is quite interesting. Yeah, fair enough. Um, still yeah, think I was going to say... Movie. Did, did you guys hear about uh, George Lucas and Steven Spielberg um, at the time of like Akira being released and um, kind of trying to go global? They didn't pick it up for the West because they thought it was unmarketable. I, I read that they them, weren't interested in it. Yeah, yeah. They, they thought like the film wouldn't be um, like famous or popular in the States mm. just because it didn't the really only, fit. The only reason the is because... Jap the, J the way Japanese people thought of technology in their films and in their pop culture was just was the complete opposite of what the West thought of technology in pop culture and films. Oh, so like destruction in versus like some building yeah, something. Yeah, like technology would destroy in yeah. Japanese pop culture. And it makes sense because technology did destroy them. Uh, if, you, if you go back to World War II, 1945, Hiroshima and Nagasaki got bombed by the latest technology yeah. nuclear bombs and they rose out of it that's why a lot of like like akira's theme is destruction yeah. and then coming out of it stronger or in akira yeah. sense they they came out a lot messier and then destruction again whereas in the mm. west technology is there to save you from destruction not cause it yeah and yeah. it makes a lot of sense in Japanese pop culture because that's the thing that they experienced, right? I mean, it's uh, it's atrocious yeah. what happened with Hiroshima and Nagasaki. I don't personally yeah. think, as someone who studied the history, I personally don't think it was the right thing to do. But it, it has happened, yeah. uh, but it managed to grow Japan into something that it is now, into a country yeah. that it is now, into a power that it is now, you know? I, I just realized we haven't really discussed the plot of Akira. So I'll, I'll quickly give a, oh, a yeah, sure. few sentences yeah, go for about it. the plot just in case somebody who hasn't watched it yet. So um, I'd be interested if you haven't watched it. <laughs> yeah, because like everybody Cause it's, it's a cult classic. Everywhere. Ask if they watch it's anime, they're like, yeah. I've watched Akira. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, no. I mean, it's Kanye West's favorite movie apparently ever. <laughs> um, and Lupe Fiasco named a, uh, either a song or an album, I can't remember now, Tetsuo and Youth. Oh, uh, and that All was right. after the Akira character Tetsuo, so... You can mm. see it's definitely a cult classic. Yeah, one hundred percent. Okay, quick summary. It's uh, it's set after like thirty years after World War Three, so Akira is this kind of mystical being which essentially exploded 
um, and blew up Tokyo. Uh, and now we're in kind of like a neo-Tokyo setting and vibe where there's biker gangs who kind of rule the city a bit. And we follow Kaneda, who's part of um, a biker gang, and Tetsuo. And while they're doing their like kind of lawless um, after school, kind of just like beating up other gangs, uh, Tetsuo crashes into like a zombie looking boy uh, who turns out to be uh, a psychic with powers. And when he crashes... Yeah, called in, an Esper. Yeah, yeah, an Esper. Yeah, I just called him like a zombie-looking boy. <laughs> <laughs> zombie boy, yeah. I mean, he doesn't yeah. have many zombie characteristics. He's still the same. He's just more psychic. Yeah. In a way. Like that that kid forgot Anyways. like to look both ways when crossing the road. <laughs> so then Tetsu just <laughs> crashed into him. Um, dead kids. Yeah. But then the government kind of come and collect uh, the boy because obviously he's psychic. And then they also take Tetsu along the way. And Tetsuo's like latent psychic powers are awakened through, I don't know, experiments as well as just his natural connection. And he goes on a journey to find, kind of find Akira. And um, it's a very interesting, I'd say devastating movie, like what happens and the kind of imagery they show. Uh, but it's well yeah. worth the ride. Like in, in general, right. what were your thoughts on the movie? I think it's a masterpiece. I always think it's a masterpiece. Sure. I've seen it, I think, about three times now. I've um, seen it twice. And it just blows me away every time. Yeah, I was so captivated because, like, the first time I watched it was obviously in the cinema. And I think this is definitely yeah. a, a movie that should be watched in the cinema just to experience yeah. the soundtrack as well as to see all the destruction that's happening and the different, like, yeah. very detailed, vivid scenes inside of here. Um, yeah. One thing I have to say, right, is... Everyone needs a best friend like Kanada. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Man. He right. was probably my favorite character. Um, and I don't know why. I just love his voice actor as well. Like the voice. I could listen yeah. to that voice like all day. Yeah. He's got a very Soon unique... over his voice, um, yeah, Tana. <laughs> yeah. It, you, you, can, you can just tell it's him. And it's, it's funny because I've seen... When I've seen it three times, I watched it once on my own, um, streaming it. And then I saw it once when it was re-released in London uh, in a cinema in like Leicester Square, Piccadilly Circus. There's a cinema the there that always does. I don't know. Is it the Prince Charles? Prince Charles. Yeah, it's the Prince Charles, yeah, yeah. the small it one. Always right? does it like always... indie, unheard of films. Because yeah. Yeah. Odeon yeah, and, and they... there does it now as well a lot. The Odeon in Leicester Square. There's oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, saw, I saw Yu-Gi-Oh! at the Odeon in Leicester Square, actually. The Yu-Gi-Oh! movie. All right, I Which didn't is to watch it there. Hilarious. <laughs> it's just such a such a joke. Um but yeah, the 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 Prince Charles Theatre does a lot of anime reruns if anyone's in London and they're they're interested. I mean, obviously not in Corona times, but normally they'll uh get movies. I saw Ghost in the Shell there. I hmm. saw quite a few um anime movies there, but uh I think between the four K and the original, the four K blew me away with the way it had reanimated scenes and yeah. the way the music sounded, especially that was the main thing. The music sounded so good in the remastered version. But something I noticed is the voice actors, I don't know if they actually remastered the sound because the sound to me sounded a little bit off compared to how crisp the music and sound effects were when the mm -hmm. actors were speaking. But I don't know if that's just me being really... Elitist. Weird about it, or whether <laughs> yeah, or whether you guys noticed the same thing. I was okay. Um, like I, I thought the voice acting was on point and the music. Um, how about you, Ramen? And I'm, I'm also interested in hearing Ramen's opinion on the soundtrack since he's from like oh, a yeah, musical, yeah. you know, background. 
um, spit that knowledge, son. For, for me, there wasn't that big of a difference except for a couple scenes that might have been cut out from the original. But okay. in terms of sound and music, it's the music was definitely a lot clearer. I mean, they'd have to yeah. make it a lot clearer. Um, Sound-wise, I didn't hear many gl- blips or glitches or anything like that. I don't think they touched up on the sound as much as they did on the music. I think mm. it would yeah, that's what I kind mean. of... Yeah. I think they, if they did, it would probably take it away and they would have a little bit of problems because of the fact that the movie was made in the 80s or late 80s, mm. early 90s, right? So in 88, wait, it was released 88, right? So it was made around mid 80s. Yeah, yeah. So it would be a little bit difficult to kind of remaster such a big production, especially with the amount of work that went into it. I think it would be, it's a lot easier to remaster the music than the voice acting as well as the sounds because mm. of the amount yeah. of intricacy that goes into voice acting and sound. Not that I'm yeah. like shading that there's not as much intricacy going into the music and there was a yeah. lot going on in the music, but it's just a lot yeah. easier to stack those things together for the music aspect than yeah. there is for the sound aspect to remaster something. And it would it would take a bit of extra money to be able to remaster the whole thing rather than mm. just the music. And they must have spent a lot of money on just remastering the animation as well. So, mm, yeah. and making it 4K. So I, I, didn't fi- yeah. I didn't find that it was a bad thing. It just gave more of the original vibe to me with the sound. Yeah. And I felt that that was a good thing. Yeah, it just sounded thing that better, right? Sounded yeah. and looked a bit better. Yeah, exactly. And I think the soundtrack, it had a very kind of sci-fi vibe. Um, I did yeah, a bit of research. A lot of synth. Yeah, because I really liked it. I did a bit of research, and I think they use like a future synth, synth on it, yeah, as yeah. well as using some uh, Japanese classical instruments to give it that very kind Japanese. of creepy. Oh, it wasn't Japanese. No, it's Javanese. It's um. So it, the music that mainly plays throughout the 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 traditional music that plays throughout the movie is gamelan music, yeah. which originates from Indonesia. It's Indonesian oh, okay. music. Um, and it it comes from a Javanese like mythical um, story of a god of Java who created bells that are the instruments used uh. in gamelan. So because yeah, it sounded it very sounds it sounds very well. similar to Japanese, but it's Javanese. So it's, oh, it's, okay. it's just different. <laughs> when you I'm say it, when you say it fast, it sounds the same. But yeah, yeah that's the yeah. only difference. I'll um, just pretend I said it right gamelan. the last time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. They they used gamelan music mainly to portray, and I think the reason why they did that is because um, Neo Tokyo is different, completely different from what yeah. Tokyo was. Oh yeah. Thirty yeah. years ago, prior to Neo Tokyo, so it's an alien kind of state, Neo Tokyo, mm-hmm. and yeah. the reason why they did the synth is to fuse traditional and futuristic sounds together Future, yeah so they that's good the job. whole sound of they did a great yeah. job on it like yeah, an amazing job wild. and using gamelan i think they could have done a great job with just classical um western classical uh instrument like you know the orchestra and stuff but i think mm. the fact that they used gamelan was just solid because i re- i realized i was watching um star trek uh the third mm-hmm. one of the yep. of the new releases, I don't know if you guys have watched it. Star Trek Beyond. Uh, I watched the first two. I haven't watched the third one yet. Yeah, so I I, I watched the the third one again because uh, I'm doing 
music in the 20th century film right now for my uni course. Mm. And Michael, I think you pronounce his name as Giacchino. I'm not 100% sure, but he used Gamelan to portray one of the more alien characters in the last movie. Yeah. And oh, okay. that kind of shows, we kind of like discussed about why he used Gamelan. And it was mainly because to portray a different species, a different being from what the people and yeah. the crew of the Enterprise, who are more Western in a sense, know. It's to portray mm. something very different. And I think yeah. that that's what they did perfectly in the Akira. So it's very different. It's very alien. Neo, Neo Tokyo isn't something even the people of Neo Tokyo are used to, you know? Yeah. And I think it did and a good job. about it? Uh, with like not... It was kind of like we couldn't relate to it because the music was so out there. Yeah. So I think the yeah. music mm -hmm. was on point for that. Yeah, that's what for I was sure. going to say. It, in Indonesia is obviously quite a lot less known or popular and especially compared to using traditional japanese music it would have shocked the japanese audience a lot to hear mm. that music and it would yeah. definitely be a lot more weird to them and actually raman when you were talking i did a quick search about the gamelan music played and yeah. apparently they couldn't link the gamelan sounds with their synths so the production team had to learn to code to match their equipment to to make the gamelan sounds or something like that, which is yeah. <laughs> pretty crazy. Gamelan sounds don't go with your regular um, keys. It's kind of off-key. That's the whole yeah. um, beauty of Gamelan music, that these instruments are not in a specific key. And that's so sick there. Like, that's, that's why it makes it sound so weird and so psychedelic. Yeah. And they used it very well yeah. with the fact that, you know, how Tetsuo has these, like, power trips. He has these weird nightmares. Mm. And he yeah. sees he's, these he's on an ego trip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and when he's like in the in the hospital bed, he sees all these crazy yeah. things. Oh, it's everything's in his mind. Scene. So the the Gamelan yeah. music really portrays that perfectly. Yeah. And I think yeah. uh, you know at the end, the, towards the end where where he puts on his uh, cape and he blows cape. up yeah, yeah, yeah. and then he flies up to the sky and the Gamelan music is playing with the choir. So they're playing kind of a uh, a response and call and response thing mm. when the gamelan instrument mm -hmm. plays the choir responds and it kind of shows his ascendance to a higher being to a godlike being yeah that and makes it's sense. perfect that they use gamelan is because gamelan is thought to be instruments made by a god so him ascending into a godlike being really connects to the gamelan sounds and the gamelan yeah. instruments I think they did that like pretty well. Actually, interesting. Interestingly, that we're bringing up that scene because I don't know if you guys noticed this, but uh, that specific scene has been talked about a lot recently because it predicted the Tokyo twenty twenty Olympics. So oh, in really? the in Akira, the the Olympics, it's the year twenty nineteen, right. and they're talking it about is. the Olympics being the next year. Yes, right. So they oh, predicted wow. the twenty twenty in Olympics <laughs> in Tokyo. Yeah, I'm pretty so sure it's the we talked about Tokyo that. Tokyo Olympics. It and does show. I realized now, looking back, did it, did it also predict that the Olympics would, wouldn't go ahead? Because obviously, if you watch the movie, you see the Olympic stadiums get obliterated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So there's no way the Olympics could have gone ahead, right? Yeah, so exactly. Did they predict? did they predict coronavirus? <laughs> we'll never know. Because <laughs> the Join whole of Neo Tokyo <laughs> pretty much gets destroyed, right? 
by Tetsuo yeah. when he discovers Akira and then the whole thing kind yeah. of blows up. So yeah, it exactly. is a very interesting prediction, yeah. Yeah, and and speaking in those kind of like uh, hidden meanings per se, hmm. um, like I was reading actually about the hidden meanings inside Akira itself and yeah. there, there seems to be quite a lot and I want to get your opinions on it. Um, so basically, um, what, I, what I kind of researched about, right, is Tetsuo's powers um, and his mutations, they're meant to kind of represent like the deformations that the Japanese people were having because of radio oh. radioaction, like radiation no suffering and poisoning. Right. And yeah. on top of that, like Tetsuo's whole journey from when he comes from a weakling um, and he gets like incredible power like across the span of the film is hmm. kind of representing Japan since since World War Two. So after World War Two, yeah. Japan was kind of in a bit of a shambles. Uh, but yeah, now it's like in the 1980s when the film was made, it was one of the most advanced economies at the time. So it kind of represents yeah. that part of it. Makes sense. Oh, man. Yeah. And also, did, did you guys hear about the manga? Uh, yes. Well, so I, I like the the art a lot, but I haven't actually read the manga. I know that it's, what is it, seven volumes? Six. Uh, I think it's quite long, isn't I it? Think it's yeah, six I think volumes. I'm going to buy it. It's six volumes, yeah. Yeah, it would be a good purchase. But it's around 2,000 pages, right? And apparently yeah. the mm. film is only like volume one and volume six. Like it was too big to, to make. And also when the movie was actually being made, the manga wasn't even finished. So the manga yeah, the is yeah. actually two years quite different Yeah. Yeah. to the movie. Uh, well, um, funny enough, they're both original stories in uh, thingy. Is it Katsuhiro? In Katsuhiro's words, they are both original stories yeah. because the manga wasn't finished yet, and the movie was released in between mm. the the manga finishing. Katsuhiro had more freedom in how he would go about finishing the manga. So in a way, oh, they they sick. don't they don't. It's not a good comparison to compare the manga yeah. and the thing because there's more artistic freedom that Katsuhiro had to finish the anime t two years after the movie. So it, they're both pretty mm. much original stories in in their own sense. Yeah. But I would definitely love to read the the manga. I think the purchase would be a good good choice for me in, in a sense. I'd love to like be able to read the hard copy, uh, the paperback yeah, of it. Yeah, for sure. I think that's what, that's what I would do personally at least yeah and um I, I think like my final kind of statement on akira is you don't need to like anime to watch akira uh, i feel like it's more of a yeah, representation agreed. of just creative freedom and artistic yeah. expression it's just amazing so same thing as, as ghost in the shell it's the exact same thing right. yeah exactly and um one thing i wanted to say as well is so when, when we were watching Akira, right, uh, we were kind of all kind of entranced in watching the film and figuring out mm -hmm. what happens in the end. And we wanted to watch mm. it till the end of the film. But that's yeah. the opposite of this week's news article. Um, okay. Smooth <laughs> transition. <laughs> Thank something you. that you, we um, don't want to hear? No, no. It's, uh, so it's something that people don't want to finish. And in specifically, uh, apparently Japanese gamers don't like finishing video games 
Oh, okay, I thought this was going to be a soundbite situation. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't okay, know. so why why do they not like finishing video games? So um, I don't know. It's it's very strange, but a Japanese Twitter user um, slash mm. author as well basically said, "Yeah, when I'm playing a game and get close to the end, I suddenly yeah. lose all interest in beating it. I just stop playing it entirely for a while. Does this happen to anyone else?" And what happened on that yeah. Twitter feed? was basically a lot of people came out in response to this and said, yeah. oh, I have that same gaming syndrome. Um, like once I get to the finish, I just restart and play the game again. Or even some people were like, what? I stopped playing Pokemon when I reached the Elite Four. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. So, you oh, know, I kind of get that because I... Well, are you like this? Like, well, do you not finish uh, games? It depends on the game. It depends on the game, right? So I did it in po- in one of my Pokemon games. I just refused to do the Elite Four. I don't know why. In Same. other Pokemon games, I like battled the Elite Four six, seven, eight, nine, ten times. Yeah. So it just—I don't know—it's just very game dependent. Okay. I mean, it's only did happened, you guys yeah. ever actually finish Skyrim? I never finished. I never Skyrim. played it, so I don't know. Like I, I got I near to the it. end, but I kind of I got onto the Skyrim train a bit late, so ah, I got okay. I got through majority of it, but I didn't really finish it. But I think for the majority of the games that I play, if it's a story game then i'll try to finish it like as soon as possible i don't really delay it i think skyrim mm-hmm. is a bit different because you know you have so many side tricks uh side tasks and side quests yeah right there's like yeah. so much to do in this open world you can you can bang it out yeah. for like 40 hours and then be like okay cool like i don't really need to finish it i feel like the yeah. story in that aspect um wasn't really there it was more about the gameplay and the feeling and the city and like the whole kind of vibe yeah. of the game but generally, yeah. mm-hmm. um, if it's a story game, play, game, I'll just play it uh, and try to finish it out as soon as possible. It sounded weird to me at first, but now that I think about it more and more, I really never finished story-based games. I never finished any. I had Spider-Man mm. on the PS2. Oh, I wow. literally never finished it, ever. I don't I don't even know what the storyline is. I just used to swing around the city and beat up random Oh, I actually used to do that <laughs> <get> <laughs> in GTA as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So GTA never finished that storyline yeah. ever. But I think those um, games—they're not really focused around the story. It's kind of just going. I don't know. The Spider-Man one is definitely your Spider-Man to play the story. Yeah, I think most of the Spider-Man games are story-based with yeah. an open world. So you Same can thing choose with Far Cry, to, right? Yeah, I've I've Far always Cry finished my story. games. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I never. Now that I think about it, I never finished them. The only I don't game even know what what to tell you. Right, the only game that I've never, I guess, the only game that I've not finished once, I guess, is the Pokemon game. One of the Pokemon games. That's the only type of game okay. where I got to the end and then there was a little bit more, but that little bit more was just kind of like a self-satisfactory objective to get through. Mm. It wasn't based, it wasn't main story based kind of thing where, yeah, like you've reached that, you've finished pretty much everything else. That's just like an objective to do to see how powerful yeah. you are with your Pokemons. Mm. But every other game and, I've, um, I've always finished. Yeah, I was going to say, Cyberpunk's coming out in December now. It's been delayed. And of course, I, I love those kind of games, but I'm not 100% yeah. sure if I'm going to finish it. Because um, I played Witcher as well. I finished it. I finished The Witcher. Uh, but mm-hmm. it took me so long to play it. So I'm not really sure like if I have the time commitment. I want to play it, yeah. but I'm not sure. Um, I think that's probably what throws me off. I think it just takes a really long time and you can spend the same amount of time doing the pro cutscene, uh, like main story as you could doing 
all of the funner side quests and i think a lot of the side quests yeah. are more fun and for most of the games that i play mm. there is side quests so i never finish them oh, fair enough. i just never i just don't finish the game but i think the way that you were talking about the way these people are thinking about it they're almost scared to finish the game right it's not like where i'm kind of bored of the storyline it's because right. they actually don't want to get to the end so, so there's a few things like why they kind of said this um mm. the first one was essentially that there's no new things at the end of the game you've kind of already mm. learned like okay. how to play the game the ways the skills so it's kind yeah. of stale so they kind of don't bother finishing it um uh -huh. another point as well which was it it might feel like a waste of time if the game if the ending okay. is too different so if they've like okay. spent a lot of time wow. kind of practicing their skills and honing their skills in like a certain strategy game, yeah. some of the games, obviously they change the ending to challenge you, but in a very different way, they're kind of scared mm -hmm. that it's going to be so different that they're not going to like it. Right. Um, okay. Another popular mm -hmm. opinion on why they don't finish video games is during the mid game. Um, a lot of the time is you make a strategy for your, for your characters to get the best performance, like to be the most efficient. Yeah. And after that, yeah. there's, a there's like nothing. You've become the most efficient. You can just like level up or it's a bit of a grind. Uh, okay, yeah. I agree with that point for sure. Yeah. I think when it gets to grinding, I just lose interest. I'm not Yeah. I'm not down for that. And then obviously, oh. it was the ones that we kind of guessed already is um, the, primary the primary story is not really that great. Uh, there's so many yeah. side quests that they just get lost. Um, as well as they can tell how the story was going to end, so they don't really want to yeah. finish it. And the final one, I think the main one is they just don't want to finish the game because they, they love it so much. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Actually, going back to, you know, the gr the point of, like, having to grind in the game to put much effort into the game, there is one game yeah. that I had finished the main objective of, but there was this one side objective where you had to really grind mm. to be able to finish it. And that was Kingdom Hearts 2. Yeah. And Kingdom Hearts oh, 1 okay. and 2, like the Kingdom Hearts series is probably one of my favorite storylines and favorite mm. games of all time, in my opinion. And yeah. in Kingdom Hearts 2, you get to finishing all of the main like story tasks. But there's this one bit yeah. where the character from Final Fantasy, Sephiroth, is one of the boss yeah. battles. But he's kind of a side objective. And you have to really hustle and level up to be able to actually beat him because if you're not at the perfect level or at the high level, it's impossible mm. to beat him. So I've just never gotten to finishing the game totally. There was that one like one percent or one five percent. Oh, did you not? Did you not do it in the end? Yeah, no. It's just when I was younger, I just didn't have. I just I was like, I'm done with the game. I don't want to keep going back to these like spawn places. You know, there's that one bit in Lion King yeah. in the Lion King map where you go to the hill yeah. and there's just a spawn of mad uh heartless monsters and you can level up there okay. i just didn't feel like i want to go back there every time to try and level up yeah I'd, I'd, yeah I'd rather have a different different areas with spawns to be able to level up and use my powers a bit differently rather than having to yeah. go back to the lion king map so i just didn't bother but i think i'm gonna end up going back to it during christmas because i've started playing kingdom hearts again on my ps2 downstairs Oh so yeah, man! I'm probably I'm gonna for, for doing a that again. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. yeah, but basically, um, the Japanese government has everyone talking about a 17-day-long New Year holiday. So under the new like, what? yeah, it's a, <laughs> honestly if that came here, Bruh. it'd be crazy. Um, but it's under the new administration uh, by Suga, 
uh, I think that's how you say his name. Uh, basically, the Minister of the Economic Revitalization part of the, the government has been requesting yeah. companies to extend the year-end holiday up to 11th of January. And Does our government want to want to fix the economy? Let's get, let's get that 17-day bank holiday out here. <laughs> that's a whole different massive topic. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, essentially why they're doing this is to stagger the crowds because during the New Year's time, a lot of Japanese families yeah. go and visit shrines, uh, do ah, a lot of right. traveling to different areas, visit their families, right. as well as shopping. So they want to stagger okay. the time that different people go to hopefully kind of reduce these insane amount of crowds and yeah. try to reduce the yeah. infection rates and also to mm-hmm. kind of like stimulate spending so they get they get a bit uh, more uh spending and well you know what i don't know if you noticed this when you were there there's not much online shopping in japan like the the company websites have there you seen are a company usually website? very bad it's so really bad yeah, yeah so i so i don't blame them for giving this 17 day holiday to get people to spend money because if people weren't going out they would not be buying stuff online yeah i feel like they have no ui or ux or experienced designers it it, it stopped when you were still typing in green and black like in, <laughs> you know like when when you're coding in green and black yeah. like in the matrix that's that's what their websites look like yeah um And apparently, like, there's obviously arguments for and against. Some people are saying that a lot of companies, they're not going to be operating. So it's potential losses there. Um, Well, if you think about it, if you were a waiter or something or you were working... uh, Yeah, at a hotel or even a nurse or even, like, temporary jobs, you can't really benefit from this uh, 17-day holiday. Um, Well, also, if if it was a bank holiday, wouldn't you be forced not to work in a lot of cases? Wouldn't those people not be able to, to, like, earn any money? Depends. I I think think it might be different. In Japan. I think they'll be able to loophole ah, okay. around the 17 days for the hospitality um, industry because 17 days is a long time of holiday, right? And if it's legally, I'd go on if holiday. They, if they if they legally say that oh, 17 days like kind of national only this year, I think they'll be able to do shift swaps so some people will be able to go on holiday while there's still customers coming in to spend money, and then a couple of days later the others would go be able to spend that time as well on holiday as shifts so yeah. i think they'll be able to ha- find like loopholes around the hospitality industry and yeah. stuff like that i think they'll encourage it yeah who would but, who would yeah. run the stores if everyone's exactly. going on holiday yeah. for 17 days yeah that's true you know? and as and you guys were saying the 17 days is to be able to make smaller groups of people go out at the same time yeah 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 so it makes it makes sense in a way but i don't yeah. think it'd work here but it makes sense for japan at least. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And there's also talks of like um, a, p- a potential stimulus to kind of help out people on their spending. So Japan oh, has a habit of kind nice. of giving an extra like cash sum to each individual to kind of help at them Boris spend Johnson. <laughs> well, never Listen to this podcast and take notes. <laughs> Give us some stimulus. I've lost hope. We'll lost hope the economy. in this government. But yeah, <laughs> essentially it's just um, it's a two-week holiday off work and obviously yeah. I, I think everybody would And they favorite. get money. Exactly. So they get a two-week holiday on money. Let's let's move to Japan, boys. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, start studying for, Japanese, um, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it for this uh, this week's news part. Yeah, this has been Anime Real Talk, and you can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, and pretty much everywhere else. All of our social media accounts are at Anime Real Talk, except for our Instagram, which is at Anime Real Talk Podcast. Yeah, and if you want to do uh, send in some stories, uh, questions. Uh, whatever you want we have a gmail animerealtalk at gmail.com yeah 
We'll see you guys same time next week. Bye. Peace. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.